Welcome to the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast with your host, Kelly Sisson, wife, mother, therapist, and hippie at heart who loves Earl Grey iced tea, deep conversations, and encouraging others. If you need a little encouragement today, you are in the right place. Thank you for joining us. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. I am so excited for today. So we have Michelle Bowen on the podcast. What is so remarkable, I'm not even going to tell you what it is. Her story though, it is so amazing. I want you to be able to hear it from her. When I saw what had transpired in her life, I knew I had to connect her with you guys. It's just an amazing story, and I think it helps remind us not only is it so important to be able to encourage other people and have encouragers surrounding you, it's just pretty amazing how you can have an impact in someone's life and maybe never even know it. So don't forget that. That person you say hello to, that person you compliment today, that person that you see that no one else has, that can absolutely change their life. You are an encourager. All right, Michelle, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, I thought it might be helpful if we have you introduce yourself, um, and then we'll talk a little bit about how we connected. Okay. Well, uh, my name is Michelle Bowen, and I'm originally from South Carolina, and I now live in the state of Washington, right near the border. Mm -hmm. Um, I am an accidental author. It was not intentional. (laughs) Um, I still work a full-time job. Uh, while we're trying to get this whole author thing up and running. I am a mother of three, happily married for 26 years now, I think, somewhere around that. (laughs) And I have three children, Jake, Alex, and Zach, and they are 16, 15, and 13. Oh, my goodness. All teens right now, huh? Yes. yes. <laughs> I actually love it though. Do I love you? Years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's um an author that I read sometimes, Jen Hatmaker, and she talks about, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she talks about being a teen mom and that being the time that she really loves. And so I love that perspective because um, I was not a baby mom, I'll be honest with you. So now, <laughs> now that my son's like toddler age, I'm like, oh, this, this feels better. This feels more natural yes. for me. So I think we all have a spot. Yeah, I've like. literally enjoyed every stage. I can't think of one that I really. Haven't. Wow, that's impressive. That's really impressive. I'll be honest; I just don't do well with no sleep, so <laughs> that was really hard. But that's awesome, though. So that's great, and I love that you say an accidental author. That <laughs> that is amazing. It was not intentional. That is yeah, the truth. Yeah. You know what, though? I think the thing about it is that um, although sometimes we don't plan for things to turn out the way that they do, there's always some reason that they do. There's always some type of um, I believe that. Too. Yeah, underlying intention there for sure. So I think that's so great, though. So I thought it might be fun to kind of explain how we connected because we actually have never met. This is our first right. time talking. Um, and so I had saw a post that um, Christina Kuz- Kuzmik, is that how you pronounce it, I believe? So That's how I pronounce it. Yeah, that's, it. How, I, that's how I've always <laughs> pronounced it too. I guess we could ask her, but <laughs> she, you know, she has an online presence and um, I don't know if you want to jump into, but how I really view her is she is hilarious. I think she's really funny. So I would consider her a yes. comedian, but I also believe that she has like a deep passion for, um, for mental health and especially for mothers and parents in general, just being super supportive um, of them. Oh, yeah. And sharing like her hard truths. Is that kind of how you would summarize her? Yeah, I would. And I also just see her as an encourager in the real life yes. as opposed to an encourager in what people say is a life that you could accomplish that's not 
not actually possible for most people. Yes. She really lives in the real world and has been through probably harder than a lot of the people she's even encouraging times yes. and has come out of that and has used it to benefit others instead of just herself. And I love that about her. And that's why I follow her. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is- and she's hilarious. She is. She has all fantastic <laughs> points. I love that. You know, I'm really hopeful at some point. I don't know. Maybe it's in the works, but I hope that she writes a book um, because she oh, just has so many so many just truly heartfelt um, stories and fantastic way that she views life. Um, one thing I do want to mention that I really, the, actually the first thing that got me to following her was when she talked about when she was dealing with like a really deep depression when her kids were very young and she started yeah. cooking giant meals for other people and just inviting people over to her home because that was like the only thing that she felt like she could do. These are my words, not hers, but the only thing she felt like she could do. Um, and so, yeah, she started like keep you know trying to basically with no budget feed other people and like love on other people and i just think that is the coolest perspective like who in that moment would think to themselves like i need to do something like that i just think that's exactly. so cool exactly but i also think that when you can do acts of selflessness that yes. actually can bring you out of your self focus that makes you uh, cuz what you focus what you focus on expands yes. anyways Absolutely. and so if you're focused on yourself then whatever's going wrong is going to expand to become more yep. wrong and more horrible and so changing her focus was probably the wisest thing she could have done absolutely absolutely and i think in turn it's probably changed a lot of <laughs> other people's focus as well don't you think just i mean oh yeah with how Mine. she's been able to re- yeah for sure for sure and let's talk a little bit about that because what happened is i saw a post that she had shared from a message from you um, and essentially it said that over a year ago she had asked a question um if money and fear were not an object what would you do and so i'm wondering if you can take us back to that time and and, um, your response and what has really happened from there because it's pretty remarkable, I would say. Oh yeah, yeah. It w- it was um, it's insane, remarkable actually because um, she wrote that post. And in general, I don't usually answer them. I usually read what other people wrote and see yep. if I'm on the same page as the rest of the world. But I was just feeling it that day for whatever reason, you know, obviously purposeful, but I didn't realize it at the time, and right. I just answered. I would take the courage to send my book out to some publishers and just see if someone even liked it because I knew I liked it, but yeah. I love stories right. and it was mine and it was already in my head. So of course I liked it. Um, but I, you know, I had this great fear that, you know, nobody else would. And so since I'm not educated in that area, mm-hmm. since I'm not, uh, you know, have specified studies in, in writing and all of the right dynamics that you're supposed to have in the wording and the punctuation and everything, I had this great fear that it was just going to be a very elementary book that, you know, would be neat to leave to my kids someday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was kind of my top goal. And I just wrote that kind of on a whim. And about within two hours, it was probably even less than that. But within two hours, I got a message back as a response to my response to hers, uh-huh. uh, her question. And um, it was a beautiful woman with a beautiful heart, uh, Wendy Appel. She lives in New Hampshire and she works for Spotlight Publicity. And um, she said, you know, I specialize in this area. If you would love some free advice, I would love to give it to you. You know, no strings attached. Um, This is just what I do. And I believe in women encouraging and helping each other. And I would like to be there for you. So I immediately went to my 
computer and try to see if this was legit because it sure. <laughs> yeah. to be true. Yeah. I had to look her up and I had to go on her website and find out, oh, this is this person and she does do this. Um, and so I wrote her back and we started communicating and eventually, you know, the question was, do you want to send me the book and let me read it and give you some tips? And so I did and she loved it, which was my first big hurrah. My yeah. my first probably, I, I, I would say in it all, other than my children, she was really the first one that ever made me believe that the book was good. Yes. Um, good enough. Yeah. I guess I should say it that way. Good enough. And um, over time, you know, she would give me tips. We would change some things. And then finally, it got to the point where she was like, there's nothing more I can do for you for free. It's time for you to start looking to agents and publishers and publicists and things like that. And, you know, she, of course, said as a publicist, there are things that she could do to help me, but it really needed to go beyond that. And I had been researching her business and realized that they had a sister company that was a publishing company called Purple Finch Press. Uh And I just approached her about that. She did not approach me. I approached her and I said, you know, uh, do you think they would be interested? And she's like, I, you know, can submit it to them. And she did. And they were, and I'm going to be published by the end of this year. Uh And it was bizarre and insane. And I just count her as one of the key people. And she's just as important to me as Christina was. And, and as my friends who have encouraged me as well, and my husband, you know, that, that's what really moved the ball along. Yes. Isn't that just so interesting that, you know, one interaction that you could have, you know, one comment that you could leave um, for somebody could completely change the trajectory of your life. Yeah. And in all honesty, I didn't expect anything from it. I mean, you know, who, who would ever think that I literally was just trying to put into, into sound my dream, you know, like it was almost like I was saying it out loud by responding and just seeing if I got the courage. And I did look up publishers that day when I wrote that to Christina and got intimidated the moment after I looked them up. Uh I didn't even know what to do with it. And then I get this response from Wendy and everything changed. I mean, everything. Yes, my goodness. You know, that's you said Wendy's her name. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. That's just so neat that um, she truly took the time to respond to you and then was so willing to, you know, really walk with you through that process and, and share her knowledge and support, yes. um, support you. And I love that. And she's, she still does. Yeah. She still does. And she, I, I count her as a friend at this point because I mean, I, I talked to her very genuinely about my fears and about my excitement and everything. And she responds in accord as a friend would not just as, you know, a publicist or a publishing company would. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds like you guys are a good match too, like to work together as well. So that's so fantastic. Yeah. And what I love too is, let's be real. I mean, Christina probably gets like, I would guess hundreds of contacts a day, like hundreds. I mean, probably more than that, probably thousands, but yeah, I don't know for sure. (laughs) I don't know for sure. But how interesting too, that she happened to see your message and happened to share (sighs) that. And then the outpouring of support for you. I was, was like, oh, oh, I was like almost in tears and it, you know, it wasn't even I was me. In tears. <laughs> I was like, this is so amazing. So well, it was so amazing because when I wrote her, I really was just, again, this was one of those unexpected response moments for me because my goal was to say, Hey, you're spending your life encouraging people. And I want to encourage you by letting you know that you've made a difference. I can give you something specific and tangible. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to give you something that's of high, you know, monetary value. What I want to give you is my dream that you can hold in your hand. 
Yes. And so my offer to her was, I just want to thank you. Can I give you my book? Uh-huh. I just yeah. want to give you a copy when it's printed. I want to sign it for you because I want you to see my name on it and see that it says, thank you for making my dream come true. And she responded and I thought I was going to fall out of my chair, honestly, because I didn't expect it. I, as you said, I'm sure she has hundreds of responses a day. And I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking she probably even has people who look at those. And so, you know, I'm not all I'm expecting at the most is yes, thank you. Please send your book happy for you. you know? Right, right. <laughs> that was kind of as far as I thought it would go if it went that far. I was going to send her the book regardless. Though. Right. Um, right. But it went like that. And then hundreds of people, two to 300 people were responding, congratulating me, writing me private messages, asking yes. me where they can get my book. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. You know, her sharing that was, I mean, uh, another level of you changed everything again. Yeah. You know, and she and I I don't think it was her intention at all. I think her intention was to encourage others. And yet I'm at a new place yet again where I actually have people that I don't know who are interested in my book. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the thing that I think is so cool is, um, I mean, that common theme of she's not not just her, but you and Wendy and everyone involved in this situation, like no one was seeking anything. Everybody right. was just saying, you know, really being encouraging, absolutely encouraging and just saying like for Christina, like go out and chase your dreams. And you let right. her know, hey, I went out, I chased my dreams, <laughs> you know, exactly. and here's what's coming out of it. And then it became, it's just like this, um, this cycle, like an amazing cycle of just support. And yes. um, I just think that's so neat how that worked out. You know, I, I think too, um, a lot of times in the world, there's, there's a lot going on, right? I mean, there's a lot of... Um, not so amazing stuff happening at times. And if we only look for that, we only see that. But I think stories like this are um, just really important to, to know that they that they happen and that they're real yeah. and that s- truly so many people were – I mean, I was reading the comments and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so neat. And I reached out to you because I was like, I have to get you on the podcast to, like, learn more about this and how this happened and about you. And um, But I just think – knowing that so many people do want to truly be supportive and um, be like-minded is really cool. That That's exactly how I saw it too. I mean, even when you wrote me about the podcast, I mean, you know, I was just like, Oh my gosh, someone actually wants to speak to me about this. But at the same time, I get it because this is such a bizarre, you know, a cycle of things that happen that you almost just want to tell everybody, which I of course did on my social media. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would have to, (laughs) because it was so bizarre. I posted it to everyone and it was just like, you're not going to believe what happened. And it simply all spawned from people wanting to encourage other people. And that's kind of my heart's desire in life in general anyway. So that, you know, it, it, it was such a thrill for me to see things that I had been trying to do for others culminate for someone to do for me. And I, I'm a firm believer that you should not be a giver if you cannot be a receiver. Yes. Um, because Absolutely. if you if you understand what it means to give, then you understand what you would be robbing a person who is giving to you of right. if you didn't receive well. And so I, you oh, know, I, I with open arms received everything because I knew not only was it going to, you know, just be a blessing for me, but for them as well. Yeah. You absolutely. know, to be able to be a part of that and to encourage someone else to make their dream come true. I would love to do that for someone. Yeah. You know, what's so cool, though, is you very likely have and you just don't know it. 
And that's what I love about things too, is that a lot of times we don't even know the impact we're having on somebody. Like even even think about your situation for a whole year, Christina didn't know how this was all working out for you, right? So for a whole year, she was encouraging you along the way and you had, or she had no idea. Um, And so it's very possible that you have had that impact on people and you just don't actually know it. I mean, I've shared this story probably 20 bajillion times on the podcast, but everyone's heard it already. Um, But I often share a story about when I was um, a newlywed and I was at the social security office and I was getting my name changed on my social security card. And I saw a mom who had, oh, the girl's probably like six, seven. That's probably my my closest guess. And um, she was so patient. And I remember thinking like, wow, if I'm ever a mom, I want to be as patient as she is. And I still (laughs) think about that to this day. Like I'm out in the store with my son. He's not always, you know, he's a kid. He's young. And so they don't always make the best choices. And whenever I get to the point where I'm like, oh, my patience is wearing thin, I think of her. And how oh, loving wow. she was to her daughter. And I'll never, I would not even know her if I passed her in the street at this point, you know. I'll never be able to tell her the impact that she had on my life. And how cool is that Amazing. to think that, like, you could have that impact too. You know, I could have oh, that yeah. impact. I mean, anyone can have that type of impact and never even know it. Oh, I love that. I love that story. Yeah. Well, thanks. Everyone's like, okay, Kelly, now we should probably go to this. So I know, just kidding. <laughs> I just I just think it's such a good example of like how we're all more connected than we believe, you right. know? So. And that's your story. You own that yes. one. Yes. Thank you. It. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about, or a little bit with us about your writing and really creative journey throughout life. Well, uh, (laughs) there's not a journey. um, (laughs) Oh my gosh, you cracked me. About six years ago, I I had this dream and it was a really funny dream uh, and I wanted to tell my kids. And so I got up and I remembered that they were staying the weekend with my parents Mm -hmm. and I just thought, this one's too funny. I've got to write it down. Mm-hmm. And so, and I had done that before and I was, as I was writing it, I was like, man, this would be such a good story if it was like, if there was more to it. And so I just started pretending and writing more and then it just, I couldn't stop. Oh. It just kept happening and happening. And so I got to kind of a stopping point when my kids got home, I told them first about the dream and then about how I had written more. And so, you know, they were much younger then. this uh-huh. was six years ago yeah. and they were <coughs> bright eyed, wide eyed, listening to every word. Oh. And they were like, what happens next? Especially my daughter. She, yeah. she she's such a reader anyways. Yes. And she just kept, well, what happens next? What happens next? So I just kept writing and uh, over the years, I would add or take away something. And, and really, my goal at that point was to leave something that when I passed away, my kids could share with their kids and say, hey, your grandma wrote this. Yeah. Isn't this neat? And so but then as I read more, um, you know, to them, they kept saying, you should make this a book, you should make this a book. And I told my husband about it. And he, of course, was like, yes, make it a book. And I'm like, I don't think it's that simple. <laughs> um, <laughs> which it's not. I was yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, but that's how it came to be. I mean, it was just, it was this, I, I, consider myself, if I was going to call myself anything, a great story teller. Uh-huh. I don't know that I'm a great story writer. <laughs> that is yet to be determined. Um, but I love telling stories. I love um, giving the emotions. I love uh, helping people feel what's being written. If I could professionally read green eggs and ham to a group of kids for the rest of my life, I would do it. Oh, I, um, I, I just love telling stories and, and even simple stories. I just, I love 
eluding that to people. And so that was what I was doing with my kids with this. And it just developed. And that's literally the journey. It was accidental. It was never intentional. And I'm not trying to take anything away from authors who this is their passion because it's now my passion. But I didn't know that about myself. I didn't know it would be a passion. It really, I tripped and fell into it. And very fortunately so. Yeah. You know, isn't that so interesting that a dream could spark all of this? Well, yeah. And I mean, you know, to me, dreams are our stories. And so, you know, it was just yet another story for me to tell. It just, it needed to grow and I needed to make it grow. And that's what happened. Absolutely. I literally have goosebumps as you're talking. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) I like, this is the goal. I'm so glad that we're able to sit down and talk about this. It's just really neat to be able to, to hear how that has all worked out. And I love that you mentioned being a great storyteller because I love telling stories as well. Um, but that seeing how that you know can can translate in um into a book i can see that that would be an extra an extra step and a little bit more challenging well it there. does and it, it, i think it gave me more feeling when i was writing which is probably why i lucked into this working yeah um just simply because i do feel the characters and i i do express them it, even as i was writing i was finding that happening and i didn't know that that was in me i yes. i legitimately didn't have a clue i would have never tried to write anything for anyone if they had suggested it. I would mm-hmm. have been like, I'm not your girl. Right. Um, right. But this one, this one just fell into my lap. Yes. That's so great. Can you tell us a little bit more about the book? I can. It's um, it's a middle grade reader book, which mm-hmm. is for eight to 12 year olds. Okay, yeah. um, and it's, it's basically like, uh, it's set in the 1950s in uh-huh. South Carolina, which is where I'm originally from. So I took a lot from my childhood and my memories there. Yeah. I love the mountains. I love the woods. And it's, it's kind of um, in a setting that's very similar to that. Um, and it's about really the protagonist is a 13 year old girl. Her name is Anne. And she really lives a comfortable, settled life, not fancy, not poor, but somewhere in between probably lower middle class for that time. Uh Um, They struggled at times, but she finally uh, meets a girl who has come to live near her, um, who has moved from somewhere and she lives up in the mountains and she's tested with a secret that she's been um, encouraged and pleaded with to hold Uh that is a really big secret for that era and for those people and for her age, especially. Uh And, um, and it's the journey of knowing how to, you know, stand up for what you believe in. It's a journey of friendship, acceptance, Uh you know, forgiveness, understanding, um, you know, it's really about a person's struggle to be strong in who they are and what they believe in. Yes, uh, yeah. standing up to people who try to bring you down. And I, I, you know, that's always been my goal for my children. And I think that's why it came out so well in the book okay. for me anyways, um, is because I really want my children not to uh, be biased or to be judgmental or to be prejudiced. I want them to um, be able to stand up and believe what they believe and be who they are and not be afraid. Yes. And that's kind of the journey of Anne in this book. And she's a, she's a very funny and precious person who has a heart of gold and um and and courage that she didn't know she had 
Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. I'm definitely getting your book and I am going Yay, to read yes. it. <laughs> I'm absolutely <laughs> going to read it. I'm going to give it to my nieces. That sounds oh. absolutely awesome. So when will, I know you mentioned later this year, is that right? Is is that when it will be available or can we get it yes, next it year? Yes, it will be later or? this okay. year. Okay. Um, uh, we're in the process now, but it's a unbeknownst to me because I just thought, oh, here's the book printed. There is a lot more involved in that. <laughs> I would and, be that same way. Um, I'd be like, it seems so simple. <laughs> I know. Hello. In two weeks, I should have my book out. Right. But there is a lot more to it. And so it'll be towards the end of the year. Um, I've already, we've already put together, um, I've on Facebook and LinkedIn. And uh, I have a website now, which is lmichellebowen.com. That's L-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-B-O-W-E-N.com. And you can go to that and we'll be putting my journey on there so that people can follow and be a part of it, Um, you know, because it is going to be a little while. And I don't want people to forget. I mean, Christina Kuzmik opened up this big can that I was like, not ready to deliver, not ready to deliver. Um, (laughs) And so I hope that people will want to follow along the journey. I'm excited and will be sharing every single inch of it um, because that's who I am. I'm an open book myself. Um, You know, but I I would love for people to follow me um, either on my Facebook page or on my website, um, just because we'll be posting, I'll be doing eventually readings at schools and libraries, um, which I'm really excited about doing. We're hoping to get me into the scholastic market because it really does address a lot of um, issues of today. This book is very relevant today, even though it's it's dated in the 50s, late yeah. 50s and early 60s. It's so relevant today because it's it's kind of like these things just keep coming back around that we struggle yes. with as a society. And my book is addressing it for its time, but it's still relevant today. Yeah, absolutely. And it's still things that kids struggle with today. And, um, and so I'm hoping that it will be accepted scholastically so that I can, you know, meet more masses of children to encourage them to stand up for what they believe in to, to protect others who are being bullied, those types of things. Yes. Yeah. That is awesome. That's so, that's so cool to be able to hear some about the process as well and, and how that will go for you. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to pop in here for a minute to see if you might do me a favor. Are you enjoying today's episode? I hope that you are. And if you are, the best thing that you could do to help us spread encouragement throughout the world is to take a screenshot of it, put it on your social media using the hashtag Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. That'll help us spread the news and get more people in the Encouragers community. Thanks so much. Feel like we might be kindred spirits because you said I thought that I've been yeah. watching your podcast. I think the same thing. Yeah. When you mentioned about the sharing, my friend actually came up with this term, um, natural share, and that's really what I am as well. Like oh. I just want to be able to embody whatever it is that I feel like is, is either could potentially be helpful or is either just great information or maybe just something random. I even like to share random things with people. Oh, I and totally so- agree, hundred percent. And you know, it's a blessing and a curse because unfortunately you can meet a stranger in, you know, a grocery store and start talking to them and they think you're their new best friend because you're just so open and you have to, you know, um, I, I, sometimes I have to say, reel it in, Michelle, you don't even know this person, (laughs) but I really do feel like, um, you know, that I want to be a person that 
is approachable yeah. and that people can trust. Absolutely. And I don't want people to feel like there's anything that they haven't heard yet from me that they don't know about me so that when they're talking to me, they've got a full picture. They yep. know who I am. They know that I'm for them. Yep. And we can go from that point because I really do. I mean, my heart's desire again is just to encourage people. Yep. I, I love what you're doing. Oh, I, you. When I saw what you were doing, I was like, I'm slightly jealous of this. Why didn't I think of it? Hey, um, you can totally just, do it too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Just because I mean, you know, what a great way your, your whole goal here is just to encourage and to send out, you know, those good vibes to everyone. And, you know, I love that. I, that, that is what I try to do on a daily. Yes. Yes, that's great. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And that's really awesome that you're carrying that out on a daily basis and that that's something that you're so passionate about. That's really going to serve you well um, as you move, you know, through this book and through your writing career. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely and I'll keep sharing with the <laughs> listeners too. you know, if you have updates and things like that to be able to, um, you know, share on as well. Certainly we'll do that. I just think it's neat to be able to um, connect, connect. I have to tell you, I don't know if you have heard of Melissa Radke. I don't know if you know her. Oh, yes. Uh, OK. I Melissa Radke. Yes, I <laughs> love her. She is hilarious. And she yes. <laughs> she wrote the book, you know, um, let's see, it's uh, Eat Cake, Be Brave. And I read it and I thought it was like amazing. And so I wrote this um, little post on Instagram about it. And I tagged her in it and she liked it. And I just about like did a happy, <laughs> I actually did do a happy dance, not about, I definitely did a happy dance. And so I think what's really great That's is when so you're wonderful. able to, yeah, when you're able to connect with the authors though, of books that you enjoy, you know, um, yeah. I think that that, that makes it, that makes it even uh, more fun for everyone. Oh involved, yeah, so. sure. I love, I love that you're doing that. You know, so Thank one you. thing that I've noticed during our interactions is that you truly, you you are so positive and supportive and encouraging. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if you have some thoughts on, you know, what is the best way or what are some of the best ways that we um, as women can encourage one another? Well, you know, that's a great, that's a really good and deep question, but I don't know that it needs such a deep answer. I really think that it's with our mouths. I yep. think that the best thing we can do is actually say words of encouragement to each other. I mean, I think when you see someone and you see their strength, point it out to them because they probably don't. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, when you see them struggling and overcoming it, point it out to them because they probably don't think they are. Yes. You know, I think that's why Christina <coughs> is so successful because she's she's verbalizing yes. what a lot of people think and feel about each other. You know, you can love someone, but if you don't tell them, then how clear is it to them? You know, you can Absolutely. you can be proud of someone, but if you don't tell them how how do they know. And I think that one of the things that we lack as women, and I don't know if it's society, if it's this day and time, or if we're trying to just be so tough, I'm not sure what it is, but we don't say enough. Mm -hmm. The things that we love about each other, it might be awkward, but once you do it the first time you're over that, Yeah, it's absolutely, you you don't worry about it anymore because the response that you get from the person that you say it to, even if it's an awkward response, it's always gratitude. It's always, wow, thank you. My day feels better now. Yes. And from that point on, you're kind of a steamroller and you're just like, I want to tell everybody now. Yep. And I, I, I find that it just develops really deep and bonding friendships, even with people you never knew, yes. um, just to be a person who helps them to see what they're made of, yes. um, to see what, what that light is that shines from them. Because a lot of people just for whatever their different reasons, and there are a million 
Right. It can be from your upbringing to your spouse, to your own just self-image. Um, a lot of people really just don't see the good in themselves. And mm-hmm. I mean, that was my life struggle. I yeah. always felt like I was not pretty enough. And, um, you know, I never really fit in with the crowds that I always thought that I wanted to, yeah. which now I'm so thankful. I yes. <laughs> but at the time, yeah. I remember just thinking, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And one day I just had to come to the conclusion that there's absolutely nothing wrong with me. Yes. I was created this way to be this way. This is who I am. And there's really something neat and special about that. And if I can grab onto that, and that's when I just just realize other people need to hear that too. Yes. And the joy you get when you're an encourager mm-hmm. is probably bigger than the joy that people you encourage get. I agree. Um, you know, I absolutely um, you agree know, with that. De- it truly is better to give than to receive. And I get it. I get it because you get to see that joy on their face. You you feel like you're experiencing with them and you know that you played a role in that. That's what I feel like we should do as women to other women and to other people in general, to our children. Absolutely. If we could only verbalize to our children all the time, the wonderful things we're feeling, because it's so easy to tell them because you're trying to help them grow. I mean, you're responsible for this human being that's going to be an adult. Right. You know, it's so easy to tell them what they need to fix and what they need to change and, you know, where they need to improve. And instead, you know, saying, but this, this is where you shine. This is what makes you you. And this is my favorite thing about you. I mean, it changes everything when you can talk to them that way. Absolutely. I would, I definitely agree with that. I often encourage parents um, that I work with in my therapy practice, you know, I will say to them, you know, just speak truth to your child. That's all you have to do. Just speak truth. And I do that, you know, to adults as well, but especially my son. And what's really neat about it is when you model that for kids, then they give that back to you. Like earlier yes. today, my son even said like, mom, I love you all the live long day. And I'm like, where on earth oh. did you hear that? But that's amazing, you know? And so like being able to, you know, verbalize those things and the reasons that, you know, they are fantastic just the way yes. they are or even. And it doesn't take away from your yeah. parenting either. No. It actually, it actually adds to it. And Absolutely. you wouldn't think that it does, but it does because at that point you become trustworthy to them. Yes. And then when you do have to say the hard things, you know, they know they're secure in the fact that you love them and you wouldn't be telling them unless yes it was necessary yes that is a fantastic point i definitely agree with that oh i love your answer i love that answer so much you oh, did so great you. with that yes <laughs> you know i'm wondering as we're wrapping up here can i ask you a few questions that i ask every guest uh sure yeah so are you familiar with Brene brown have you heard of her work at all no okay no, yeah not. no that's okay she um she is a social worker and she researches like um shame and vulnerability that's really she's mm-hmm. been doing that for like about 20 years now and so she's an author and speaker and you know does all the things basically <laughs> and so but she had a book um braving the wilderness and so in the book this is my summary of it but um she talks about walking out into the wilderness alone and really finding yourself along the way and um, finding others as you're there that are also braving their own wilderness Um, but it's just a really interesting concept to me of just taking that step into really the unknown and so i'm wondering can you share about a time when you feel like you've stepped into the wilderness well, aside from this book, because this yeah. has been frightful. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, I can actually. Um, when I am, I will be 50 this year. When I was 45, my husband's position and it, the department that he worked in in his work had closed down. And so he was suddenly without a job. And at the time, I was a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And we had some big decisions to make. And a man who lived in Canada that had done business with him offered him a job to come and live in the state of Washington. Um, And I, you know, 
that was one of the hardest times for me. We made the decision to move. Uh, I had lived in North Carolina until I was, I think, about five. And Mm -hmm. so the majority of my life, for 40 years, I had lived in South Carolina. Um, It was all I knew. The people were the only people I knew. My little area was the only area (laughs) I knew. Um, I, I didn't venture. I went to college in Arkansas for two semesters and uh-huh. got homesick and went home. Yep. Uh, you know, so it was, it was really my place and we went and we moved across the country, 2,900 miles and to a totally different type of people. They're wonderful, but it yes. took me forever to figure them out uh-huh. yep. um, because I had only known the style of people that I knew. It's been yes. so good for me, but I mean, I think I cried my entire first year. Yep nonstop. <laughs> just not when my kids were around because I needed them to, you know, have a, have a, have some courage and yep. I needed them to know that we were okay. But I would, you know, that was, that was probably, especially the first year, but the first two years were just the hardest years that I think I've ever experienced, especially as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I felt like I was in a wilderness. I felt alone. I, my husband was working so much. He couldn't be there for me at the time. I mean, when he was, he was very there for me, but you know, it was very scattered because of the job. He was having to learn a new place and do a lot of work and the kids were in school. And I mean, it was just so isolated and I am a social butterfly and I couldn't find myself connecting with people. It was just the hardest time for me. And I, you know, relationships just weren't working and I never, Ever had that issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it was, it was a bizarre time for me, but very hard. But I, I can't even tell you that how good it was for me to get out of my comfort zone, how much I grew during that time, how much I came to know myself, how much closer I grew to my kids and my husband, yes. because we were all we had. Yes. It was no longer a big group of people that was you know, that we were encompassed by our, my encouragers were gone. It was only on social media at that point. All my friends who really lifted me up, they yep. weren't there. I couldn't just go have coffee, cry and get it over with. Yep. Um, that was a really hard time for me, but the growth that came from it, I, I don't think that I can exchange that for anything, even for the comfort, because I love who I am now and what it made me. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. Absolutely love it so much. You know, my husband and I, um, we moved from Illinois about to North Dakota about six years ago. And I absolutely agree with that. Um, when you're all you have, your relationship yeah. deepens. Um, and I really believe it grows in a way that very likely if we hadn't been put in the position that we were, maybe you guys hadn't been put in the position that you were, it may not have gotten to that point or maybe didn't want to have worked out in the exact same way. And I, oh, really, I completely agree. Yeah. Yes. I just really think that's... Um, you know, it's it's a hard season to go through trying to learn the culture because that's really mm-hmm. I mean, the culture up here is just very different too from where I grew well, and up. You and you can't explain that to people either. You have yeah. to live it. All I can yes. say to people here is you need to go live in South Carolina for a year and see what you think because they would in reverse have the same exact thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really common. You know, I love the people up here too, um, by all means. And I love living here. But um, I think one thing that is a little bit different is just um, – the, the culture up here is just a little bit more – like people are a little bit more stoic. They're not quite as engaging sometimes. And yes. it's not meant in a, a mean or uh, disconnected way. It's just the way that they know. And so right. like after you learn that and you know that, then you're better able to connect with people. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> so right. it takes and a it, bit. And it does help you. I mean like I would say here one of the things that shocked me the most was just how honest people were. Uh-huh. You know, in, in my experience – and I can't say this for the entire South, but in my little corner of the South, you know, 
even when you felt things that were negative, you didn't express it. You know, uh-huh. it, it was not it was not genteel to yeah, do that. Yeah. So, you know, you would just smile and, and you would go to your own home in your own privacy and you would hash it out and let your husband know. what you were right. <laughs> But it wasn't something that you just, you know, blatantly said the moment that this situation happened and I moved here and people are just so honest. Yeah. And I can now see the refreshing side of that. Yes. Um, that there are no false pre- pretenses. You know where you stand with yeah. everyone. Uh, you know, I see the good side of that. But when I first moved here, there was no good side for me. It was, you know, it felt aggressive and it felt overwhelming, but you know, then the right people came along and I was able to move out of that and still, uh, hold on to the things that I had learned. And it changed how my friendships are for sure. Yes. yes. You know, I, I definitely can say that, um, what I look for in friendships now is different than what I used to look for in friendships. Yeah. No, that's great. I love that. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I think you're right. Until you've had that experience, sometimes it's hard for people to understand that. But um, I definitely, definitely hear what you're saying with that. That makes so much sense. So I'm wondering when you think back, you know, throughout your life, I mean, you yourself are an encourager, but who throughout your life do you think have been some of your biggest encouragers? It could be about, you know, this situation or just in general. Well, there's no doubt that my number one encourager in my life from the moment I was born has been my mama. She is my woman. I could, mm, I'm trying not to cry right now. It's okay if you do. But she is my person. She, I can't think of a time where she hasn't believed in me ever. I mean, both my parents, they, they believe in me so much, both my mama and my daddy. They, they support me. They brag on me. They believe in me. And, you know, even through my hard times, you know, when I was going through all this moving out here, you know, they would pull me aside and tell me just how proud they were of me. Um, you know, they, they really want to see me succeed. And so clearly they are my encouragers, my husband. Uh I don't think I've ever met anyone who's made me believe in myself as much as him. Uh He is by far um, my guy, he, he's not just my husband. He is my best friend and he treats me as a best friend and as a husband, not one or the other. And he believes in me. He believes that I can do anything. And because of that, I can believe a piece of that. You know, I can believe a portion. No one believes in themselves on that level, (laughs) except for maybe narcissists. Right. (laughs) You know, I, I, he does make me believe on some levels that, that the sky is the limit. Oddly enough, and not, I don't know how many parents can say this. I hope all of them can, but my kids are fantastic encouragers. You know, when I tell them, like when I have big news, it's so funny because their reaction is, well, of course, I mean, you wrote the book. The book is good. I knew that would happen. And just the other day, I was having lunch with my 13-year-old, and he goes, Mom, your book is going to be all over the world. And I'm like, babe, I'm not J.K. Rowling. I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. It's just a little simple book. And he goes, nope, I promise you, people in other countries are going to read it. And then that afternoon was the afternoon that Christina had posted the thing. And I had people in so many different countries asking me, where can I get your book? And I went back to him and I told him, and instead of being surprised, he goes, see, I told you. And so, I mean, my kids really are encouragers. They, they have always believed in me. They, they share me with their friends, which as a mom, you know how big a deal that is, especially with teenagers. The fact that they want me to be around their friends says 
leaps and bounds about how much they believe in me and what they think of me. And that's encouraging in and of itself. That's encouraging. And then I would say outside of my family, because my family really is, you know, well, and I don't want to forget my, my mother-in-law and father-in-law also, I should, I should not fail to mention, I, I lucked out. I hit the lottery oh. with them. I call them my in-loves, not my in-laws. Oh, I so love my mother that. and yeah. my mother in love passed away two years ago. But oh. that woman, man, did she believe in me? She would tell me things that I would laugh sometimes because she was just so encouraging. Yeah. And I, to this day, I I feed back on her words to me, yes. and I I miss them. I miss her building me up. Um, but I would say outside of family, if I'm going to say that, but one of my greatest people to read is Maya Angelou. Oh, um, I just love her resilience yes. um, and her lack of falter. Mm-hmm. I love how she refused to accept a role and a position in life based on anything. And yeah. she was one of the encouraging factors when I was writing my book. Um, she and Martin Luther King Jr. I, I just, um, I really, uh, and my book resonates in that area, uh-huh. by the way, but I just really feel uh, when I read her writings, um, there's a sense of, um, and, and not haughty, not arrogant, but there's a sense of empowerment that I get from it yeah. that reminds me of the value of one person. Yes. Um, and I, that's, you know, her readings are, are some of my favorite readings. I love that. Absolutely. That is so great. You know, I, as you were talking about your kids, especially, I was just thinking and often and very likely a lot of other people in your life as well. I think that speaks to how you've modeled and how you've parented though. That speaks very highly of the job that you've done truly. Well, I would hope so, but I think that I just really, I don't know. (laughs) Sweetheart. I mean, I really do have some really kind hearted children and and I'm blessed and I know it. And and, and as well, friends, I mean, especially my friends back home, but even my friends here, I mean, sometimes I feel like, um, the big fish in a little pond when it comes to my relationships, because I just have been so lucky to have friends who aren't just in it for what they can get out of me, Yes, but they're there for me and they're encouraging and they're uplifting and they, they are, you know, their go-tos that I, I, I don't feel left alone ever because of them. And I probably should have mentioned them back when you said who are major encouragers, but there are so many literally that I just don't think I could, but they know who they are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) They absolutely do. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm wondering, I know we mentioned your website earlier, but can you tell everyone your social media? And we will link these on our website as well. But um, Um, yes, I can. Right now we're still in the process of building it all. So I can't, I can't tell you where all of them are yet, but okay. we're, they will be linked on my website okay. as well. Yeah. So absolutely. people can link onto them from there. But my website is L Michelle Bowen. That's L M I C H E L L E B O W E N.com. L Michelle Bowen.com. And if you look on Facebook, if you go into search Michelle Bowen, comma author, then it will come up there on the okay. other ones. Um, they're still in the process and I don't have all of the links to get to them, but they're going to be up very shortly. This is kind of one of the things that I didn't know was a process of yeah. writing books is you have to have a social media campaign. And I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. So all of that's being built now sure. and yeah, it's in the process great. and I'm, you know, using spotlight publicity, which is where Wendy works to do it as well as purple finch press to publish the book. It's really nice to have both of them involved because she's involved in everything. Yeah. 
That's awesome. That's really, really cool. You know, I was thinking earlier when you said that, um, you know, Christina put that out there and you were like not 100% ready for that at that point. But sometimes I think too, when we are um, caught off guard or we don't have as much time to think about things, sometimes that's even better, I think, you know, trying to yeah. not. Uh, I 100% agree. I, I, I've always said that my favorite thing is is that I'm spon- spontaneous Yeah. Um, because I don't have time to contemplate. You know, if I make plans with people, by the time the plans come around, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> right. You know, it's come to pass and now I can't think of a good excuse to get out. But if someone calls me up right now, like, let's fly to New York. I'm like, I'm in. Let's do it. Let's go. Because, because you know, you don't have time to think about it. You get to enjoy it for what it was. And that's kind of how I felt when she when she posted that. It was like I was propelled. Yes. And and in, in the best of ways that I, I didn't have a chance to stop and think, oh, do I really want to do this? What if people don't like it? You know, because that's yeah. such a fear, you yes. know, that I never experienced is I've now produced something. What if people hate it? You know, yeah. and um, I didn't even have time to think about that. And the women were just so encouraging on her website that I, I didn't have time to think that they wouldn't like it. Right. You know, if they don't, I hope they don't tell me. Right. Um, but you know, <laughs> right. but I, I didn't have time to think of that. I was just like, okay, we're going, let's, let's move. The ball is rolling and I'm not stopping it. It was it's my favorite thing is uh, when life just propels you and kind of shoots you out of a cannon and you don't have time to think about it. That's when the greatest things happen. I agree. I absolutely agree with that. That is so very true. It'll be really great to be able to watch you through this process. And um, we, like I say, we will link that website for everyone too. And then as your other great, social medias you. um, get up, then we can certainly share those as well. If you want to share those with me, um, so, yeah, I just think that's fantastic. You know, I think whether um, one person, you know, whether somebody likes it or doesn't like, it, I think the main thing is that you are being able to share your gift with others. And that's pretty yes. miraculous. So I just Thank think it's, it's so cool. It's really great. So I am so, so thankful for you being on the show today for taking the time oh, and the time is valuable. This so. has been really fun. I was Good. very nervous. I'm excited that no. it went so well. Yes, it did. It absolutely did. So thank you. Thank you for listening to Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. For all things related to this episode, please go to www.kellysisson.com backslash podcast, where you can find transcript from today's show and links for today's guest. See you next week for another episode.